0: Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome back to another episode of Profit First Nation, my entrepreneurial friends. Today I wanna start with, Sort of the aha or the inspiration I had for today's topic, and I got an email from Dan Kennedy, who is kind of a big guru, been around for decades in the marketing space, and um, and and he um, he gives you the calls it the no BS truth. So this is um, an email uh, of his no BS truth, and it's perfect topic for for profit first, and um, it goes. Your price controls everything you can do in the marketplace. Your price controls your profit and your profit controls your power in the marketplace. It can, controls what you can afford to spend to acquire a customer. It can, controls what you can afford to spend to wow a customer and it controls what you can afford to spend to keep a customer. And most importantly, it controls the wealth that you can create and extract from your business. And if you mess up pricing, you mess up everything. Oh my gosh, Dan, you must be a, 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 a profit first uh, follower too because you're exactly right. Remember, there's only two ways to increase profitability. Number one, increase margin, which obviously is your price. <laughs> and number two, decrease expenses. So I just kind of want to like, Let that sink in a little bit and reiterate it right now. All right. Your price controls your profit and your profit controls your power in the marketplace. All right. If you're not profitable enough, then you don't have much money to spend acquiring new customers. What do you have to spend on marketing? If you don't have a healthy margin and a good price, It controls what you can spend to wow a customer. So again, your price dictates how much money you have to spend on the customer experience uh, in your business. If you don't sell your product for enough or your service for enough, then, you know, are you really going to be wowing your customer when they, after they, after they buy it and it's time to deliver it. It, Controls what you spend to keep the customer. So sort of still that wowing factor, but you know, how to keep the customer? Do you have enough? Do you have enough margin to support supporting the customer? And, um, and most importantly, it controls the wealth that you can create and extract from your business, right? Because in profit first, that profitability is the wealth that you're building in your business and you're going to, after you've paid off, your business debt. So if it's the end of a quarter, remember, what do you do with that profit hold account? Well, if you have business debt, you take 99% of what's in that profit hold account and you put it towards debt. After you've paid off business debt, when you have come to the end of a, of a quarter and go to take your profit distribution from your profit hold account at your inconvenient bank. You're gonna take 50% of what's in that balance or that account, and you're gonna take it out as a profit distribution. The reward for being an owner, the you know cherry on top, and uh, the return for your blood, and tears for, for, for these past years. And then you're gonna keep 50% in your business. And, and that's going to help you build an internal line of credit. It's going to help give you the cushion. I mean, guys, we're headed towards another recession and, you know, I don't think the government is going to be able to be as quote generous with the free money they gave out during COVID. So you really need to have that money in your business that you can bank on yourself. Uh, you know, thankfully for my husband and I, in our businesses, Again, I, I say this, okay, maybe call us foolish because we didn't take PPP money and that money ended up, I guess, being free money. But we were you know, thinking about our fellow entrepreneurs who were really struggling and didn't have cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability and hadn't built that reserve in their business. And so we said, it's not for us, we'll, we'll let it be for someone else. And we got through it just fine, even better, ironically, don't mean to brag, but uh, but we didn't even qualify for the um, the the ERC money, the um, employee retention credits, because our revenues went up during that time. So, you know, proof in the pudding that really the pricing of your business and, and, and the profit that it gives you in your business really m- makes you successful in the marketplace and it, it, it beats your competition. Obviously, we beat our competition if we if our revenues grew during this time and our competition revenues uh, went down and they qualified for ERC money. Do you get it? So, uh, so, so this episode is all about price because if you mess up pricing, you really mess up everything in your business. It's like tying one arm behind your back or tying two arms behind your back, depending upon how off you are in terms of your pricing. So, you know, anyone who is thinking, well, I I just need to be the lowest price person. That will give me all the customers. Well, yeah, that'll give you all the real crappy customers. That'll give you all the real cheap customers. That will give you the finicky customers who will go to the person that pops up, you know, two months from now and says, oh, I can do it for less. Right? Um, when, when, when you are the low price leader, you, um, over time really become extinct, right? I mean, Walmart famous for low prices, but before Walmart, what was there, there was Kmart and Kmart had the lowest prices, right? And then Walmart came in and, and, and beat them. Someone's going to come in and beat Walmart, uh, before there was Kohl's. I'm sorry. I'm saying it here. First, look for Kohl's to become extinct, sooner rather than later. But before Kohl's, if you were on the west coast, there was Mervyn's, um, exact same model. I mean, you know, people act like, Oh, this Kohl's it's so great. It's so I'm like, it's Mervyn's from what the 70s and 80s when when I grew up and such. Exactly the same. Um, but interestingly, Kohl's has more discounts, more deals, Kohl's cash, etc. Like I don't play those reindeer pricing games. I mean, I won't even I won't go into Kohl's, I won't go to places that require me to jump through hoops and and apply this and have this cash that's a piece of paper or rewards bucks or things like that. I, I just, I, I just, I just need what I need. All right. Um, and, and, and you want the best customer. You want the customer who wants to pay for the quality of what you provide. I know if you're here in profit first nation, that you are obsessed with delivering for your customers and, and you got into business cause you said, Hey, I can do this better and I can do this great and I can do this so well but you can only do it well if your pricing is very well done. All right. Um, and you know, when, when you completely live by low price, um, you again, kind of this is, this is, this was uh, something that Dan said that, um, that when you continue to live by low prices, uh, you tend to be big dinosaurs with tiny paws, and you eventually go extinct. So we're gonna walk through today what you need to do because low pricing is a really bad model. And if you are sort of guilty of low pricing or maybe guilty of not fully having your pricing baked in, you have arbitrary pricing. All right. I know a lot of people out there whose pricing is very arbitrary. We think, "Oh, 199 sounds good. We're going to sell it for 199." Or 397 sounds nice. It's not quite 500. You really, really, really need to know what is underneath your pricing and then how much margin do you put on top of the cost of goods or what's underneath your margin? All right, and and um, you know you, you you also have to be positioned in in the right place, it, it, and and when you're selling at the lowest denominator, and 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 you can't go any lower. So let's let's think about e-commerce businesses. If you start in e-commerce, where you know you have the the thinnest of margins, and 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 it is all about price comparison, etc. Then you you're you're building no reserves, no money. You can't afford to up level the business because you're not making enough at the level you're in. You're just kind of surviving. So um, you know this is this is about like an a, a, an economic ecosystem and such. And so you want to start here at the top. You don't want to start at the bottom because it'll be very difficult to move yourself up. And I think that's why, let's be honest, the majority of small businesses fail. This is why the majority of small businesses, this is why 83% of small businesses operate check to check because their pricing is wrong. All right. I'm already going to say you've, you, you, you've done the instant assessment. You've gone through your expenses. You've done that cutting of expenses. You're doing that on a iterative process and such. And so really the magic for you is going to happen in your pricing and in your margin. Uh, you know, I, of businesses are operating check to check, meaning there's not enough cash in the business, there's not a a cash flow. Some say that 90% of businesses are underpriced in the marketplace, which I kind of say is true. I would say that the majority of people, nine out of 10 people that I talk to, when we say, okay, how much are you charging? Okay, well, how'd you get to that price? They have no idea. And so then when we peel back the layers, which we're gonna talk about today on how to do that, Um, it's sort of like a big aha of getting caught with your pants down. I guess you could say, um, and, 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 and not just, you know, I'm looking good from the top up, but you don't want to scan the camera down. I'm in a full dress by the way. We don't have to worry about that. If you're watching on video, sorry. Um, so, Pricing shouldn't drive your strategy. Your strategy should drive your choice of tactics. Okay. so remember when we started talking about this subject, if you don't have enough margin, if your if your price isn't isn't high enough and you don't have the margin in your business to spend the money on customer acquisition, to spend the money on wowing your customers, to spend the money on on, on servicing your customers, then you're not going to be in business. You're, you're, you're ultimately not competitive because, you know, at some point it, it's not going to be enough. And you know what? It, it, it brings to mind, um, I got a call this morning from a fellow profit first professional who, uh, was like, Hey, uh, we were, he's, he's an all in member and, uh, got wind that an accounting firm closed their doors two days before September 15th. So in the accounting world, September 15th is the um, deadline for business extensions filing. And this firm closed on September 13th. And uh, you know, why? Because they ran out of money. They couldn't even make it to the end of, of, of the 15th. They left their employees high and dry They left their clients high and dry. Um, I mean, really tragic. Good news for our all in member, uh, who, you know, is, is, is going in and strategizing how to, you know, help these, uh, these recently shockingly unemployed CPAs find a new home with his firm and such. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's, that's just an example of one day, there, there just won't be enough money. And that is why small businesses fail because there just isn't enough money and there just isn't enough money when you're not charging enough and you don't have enough money to go after clients just because you build a great product. Doesn't mean that people will come to you and buy it if they don't know, Uh, you know, I mean, he who spends the most money on client acquisition, honestly wins. They win the most clients, uh, and 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 so it's it, it's all part of this just, e- echo sphere of of economics, and we just have to get it all dialed in and dialed in to your pricing. So, there are um, five principles. And so many exercises that you need to do in order to really make sure that, um, that, that your price is king. Uh, and so the number one thing that you're going to do is understand your true costs. All right. So you really, and, and you need to understand your true costs by product, by service, whatever you offer, there's gonna be different costs associated with that. And so, you know, I mean, if you're in retail, it's kind of easy because you know, your costs are uh, the, the cost of goods. You know, what, what what is this product that I'm reselling? If you're a service business, you really have to like be honest with how much time is going in to service the business and how much time even goes into have win- winning that business um, and 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 marketing that business and such time is money but we're not going to do our pricing based off of how much time we put into it but you need to understand that you know here here's where the bar is this is this is how much time we're putting in the business but we're not going to just 3x that time or 2x that time or whatever to that time but we need to understand you know how much is our time in the business um, in on us, and then and then you kind of need to factor in too, like the other the other things associated with the business. This you can uh, you know do in a variety of ways. So obviously the cost of doing business includes you know if you're a retail store, your lease, your employees, etc. And so you really have to understand what are your all-in costs when it comes to what you offer and what you sell. And don't forget anything. And and you can keep it as simple as, um, you know, figuring out these are our expenses over 12 months. This is our expenses per, per month when I divide by 12. This is our expenses per week when I divide by 15. This is our expenses per day when I divide by the number of of, of business days in the year, et cetera. So really understand what your all in true costs are for every SKU, every service, everything that you sell. All right. And then after you do that, you need to look at ditching the unprofitable and the unprofitable is the stuff that just takes too much and has little return. Um, now you can consider increasing that price significantly, but I bet all of you have services or products that are markedly more unprofitable than your most profitable things, right? There's, there's, there's a big, there's a big, there's a big difference. There's a big gap in between that. You can look at it. I mean, I I say everything kind of boils down to the Pareto principle, the 80 20 rule. So, you know, that, that might help you look at things too. Uh, You know, 80% of your revenues should probably come from 20% of your clients or, 20% Twenty percent of your top SKUs, etc. And so let's get really smart about things. We tend to go too wide um, and 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 want to want to want to fill the spectrum and and offer everything we can, soup to nuts. When really we should be just offering the twenty percent sweet spot. Then what I want you to do is I want you to just start to imagine. Um, and, and understand what do your clients or what does your competition charge? And what would it look like if you charged 10 to 30% of what your competition is charging? I don't think anyone listening to this podcast should be in, in, in a pricing with, with the next highest person. I think all of you all, I know all of you all need to be higher than your competition. You need to be 10, 15, 30, 40, 50% higher than your competition because I know that you're delivering. I know you are going above and beyond to do things better, make things better, but it shouldn't come at 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 harming your profitability. So the funny thing is is that, you know, if if you're selling something for $100, and your competition is selling it for eighty dollars. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bet that your competition selling it for eighty dollars might be making more margin than you, because they're probably figured out just the right spot, and and you're tending to over deliver. You're tending to, you know, throw some extra things in there because that's who you are, and that's great. You're you you found your tribe. I do the same thing. But that's why my pricing has to be, you know, 30% or more above the competition to really account for that and give me equitable margin against my competition. So, you know, just because I'm charging $100 and they're charging $80, if their cost is $50, well, then they're netting $30. If I'm charging $100, but my cost is $80 or $75. Well, I'm making less, I'm making 20 or $25. Okay. So it's love your numbers and they'll love you back, love your numbers and they'll love you back. You got to know what your numbers are. We got to pull our head out of the sand and we've got to figure out what our numbers are, what our true costs are. We have to ditch the unprofitable and we have to be pushing, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40% above your competition in terms of what your pricing is. And, and, and that margin needs to be a healthy margin, right? That that margin needs to give you the runway to attract more customers. It needs to give you the runway to, to serve your customers better, right? And that's how you will stay in business, number one, and how you'll increase the value of your business. We all exit at one point, whether we want to or not. So, um, you know, I always have this, 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 this weird thing. I mean, knock on wood, I live another 50 years, but you know, if something were to happen to me tomorrow, I wanna make sure that my family can sell a, a, a healthy, valuable business for a premium versus what most businesses sell for, okay? Now, number four, we're kind of getting into some fun stuff here now. Um, This, uh, I think we've talked about this on a podcast um, with Mark Coudre in the past, a previous episode. So look up a a coudre episode. Sorry, I don't have the number on me. But um, you want to package the minimally viable product for a premium. What is your minimally viable product for a premium? So we've gone through this exercise, and you have to follow these steps, my friends. It, it, this is in a in a in a in a good methodical sequential order of doing these steps. So understanding our true costs, ditching the unprofitable, kind of looking at what our pricing would be if it would be, you know, a premium of 10, 20, 30 percent over the competition. And now I want you to look at what you sell and I want you to keep it at that price that is 10, 20, 30, 40% above your competition. And I want you to really scrutinize that product and see how you can make it minimally viable. What can you take out that really is a cost to you, but doesn't necessarily impact the results for the customer, right? Or, 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 or what they get. So, I mean, and, and this applies to every business right now, you're probably thinking, Oh, this only applies to service businesses. No, it, it, it applies to, um, it, it it applies to retail businesses it applies to restaurants i mean uh you know shrinkflation right we we go into restaurants and we're getting we're getting smaller portions we're getting we're getting th- and it's okay it's okay we we went we went big in the 80s and 90s and and in 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 in, in this time we need to think about what is the minimally viable product what, what, what can you sell that gives the same result? And, and, and by, by, by cutting some things away, we're not reducing the price. We, we, at step number three, we already priced ourselves 10, 20, 30% above our competition. And now we're going to keep that price, but we're going to see how we can skinny the product, how we can cut some cost in the product. And what does that do cutting the cost in the product increases that margin. We didn't change the price. We already changed the price increases that margin and, and, and therefore increases our profitability. Right? So really, I mean, this, this, this is a game changer, the minimally viable product we love to give, We love to make things better. We love to wow. And I get that and you can still do that. But I promise you when you really scrutinize what you're doing, how you're doing it, you can do it in a different way. You can find the minimally viable product and that's what you do going forward. And what that has done is that has decreased your expenses and increased your margin. Okay. We didn't change the price, kept the price high. Got it. Um, and, uh, and then number five, we want to demonstrate the ROI. So I know that your fear is, oh my gosh, what do you mean? (laughs) Like, I, 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 I don't know how to justify this. Danielle, are you crazy? You, you told me to like, reduce my offerings, ditch the unprofitable. You told me I need to price things 10, 20, 30, 40% above the competition. So now I'm like the highest price by a lot. And, and, and then you've had me skinny what I give at that high price. And now I'm saying demonstrate the ROI. And this is, this is how you demonstrate the ROI. You, you, you find out what is the pain that they're solving how much is that pain costing them? And right here right now you're selling the solution to that pain and 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 it should fix that pain and so how much is fixing that pain worth it to them for the costs that they can pay you to fix it right So I, I just literally, Thank goodness I had this call. The universe is amazing. Um, I literally just got off the phone with a, a potential new member for, for all in and all in is a $25,000 for one year of your hiring system overhaul. We do a lot of the work, most of the work on the front end. And, um, and, and, and in that first week, we're doing the work. And then in weeks two through five we're guiding on finishing the work with the, with the business owners. And then for weeks six through 52, the, um, the, 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 the business, the company is, is working the system. We're holding them accountable to the system. We're, you know, making, we didn't just sell it and say good luck, but you know, instead of having one-on-one sessions, we're having, you know, twice a week open sessions where people can come with their with their questions, their obstacles, their struggles, et cetera, and we answer it. And you can be a fly on the wall if you don't have a question and you can learn from it and such. But that's one way that we made this a minimally viable product because we used to schedule one-on-ones. But now we just do two hours a week and it is working out better, actually, than doing, you know... 20 one-on-ones, 25 one-on-ones a month. Now I'm doing eight one-hour sessions a month. So my time went from 25 hours a month down to eight in the minimally viable product. But I I, 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 I went back to number four there and I need to be at number five, which is demonstrating ROI. So, so when I talked to this individual about their about their about their hiring problem and and he said well how much is this and I said twenty five thousand dollars and he's like oh that's that's kind of expensive okay well you you told me that you had that 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 you had a recent hire that um, that only lasted three months you had another guy last two weeks you had um, you know an office manager uh, about three months ago that lasted a month, you know, like, I, 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 I got a sense um, of, of, of the people that, that didn't work out at all. They were mishires, hires and you know, that's common. It's pretty easy. Businesses are only 25% successful in making a five-star hire. Our all in system produces a 90% success rate. So instead of being unsuccessful 75% of the time, you move to, uh, being successful 90% of the time or being unsuccessful 10% of the time. A huge shift, right? So, 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 so not uncommon that this guy has a slew of mishires that cost him. And, you know, when someone lasts a month, two months, three months, um, you've paid them salary. And you've gotten really not much return, if any, um, depending upon the business, in that short time frame, because you've been onboarding them. You you you've had additional costs of your team doing the recruiting and the hiring of that person, the onboarding and training of that person. And we don't even have to go there on that. If you if, if, if so, I said, okay, well let's see. You know, let let's go through these four people that were mishires in like the last four or five months. And and those mishires, just on their salary alone, cost him $20,000. And I'm saying spend $25,000 on a system that will rid you of these mishires. And really, the $25,000 investment more than produces a return in after two hires in his business because, because once he has two successful five-star hires in his business, then he, you know, is going to start seeing them producing a three X return on their payroll where he got a zero X return on the $20,000 he spent on four mishires over the last five months. So, so you can find a way your customer is spending money right now. That's not working for them. And what you offer them is a solution to their problem. And, and, and your solution will work better, faster. It'll be smarter. It'll, 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 it'll do the work for them, whatever it is. And so find what your return is on their investment in them spending the premium with you. Because again, I'm not I know I'm talking to elite entrepreneurs here. I know I'm talking to people who so care and really are vested in, in their customer success. And no matter what you do, what you offer, if you're a if you're a, a company that paints houses, if you are a restaurant, if you are a, a, an, an advertising agency, et cetera you are able to produce results for your client you're you're able to delight them in a restaurant like a a great meal it's not an average meal right and so you know the the return on investment will be worth it got it all right well this has been fun i'm just going to recap really quickly again those five steps you need to go through in terms of not messing up your pricing. So getting your pricing primo, number one, you have to understand your true costs. Number two, you need to ditch the unprofitable. Number three, you need to be 10 20 30% above your competition in terms of your price. Then number four, after you set that price, now let's, let's figure out some more margin. How can we decrease our expenses if that's what we're going to sell it for and be the minimally viable product for a premium. And number five, Let's let's get ahead of let's get ahead of the objections. How can you demonstrate the ROI on what they're spending with you? And uh that is my friends, how we're going to wrap it up today. So, get your pricing right. If you would like to connect with us, please go to profitfirstnation.com and click on contact and there you can send me a message, send a question, happy to answer those. Guess what? You don't have to wait too long for an answer. Uh, we, we, we get to those right away, but, um, but it's good to hear from you guys so then we can kind of see what the questions are and share them on future episodes. Remember episodes ending in zero, five, and eight are where we dive into um, answering your Profit First questions and really helping you dial in and do Profit First right. So uh, would love to see some more questions coming into the hopper for future episodes. And if you would like to connect with a Profit First professional accountant, bookkeeper or coach, then you can also do that on the left-hand side of that screen um, at ProfitFirstNation.com and click on contact. Cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Profit First Nation podcast. We hope you found today's episode valuable and that it's inspired you to take action towards achieving permanent profitability in your business. If you want to learn more about how to implement Profit First in your business and connect with a community of like-minded entrepreneurs be sure to visit us at ProfitFirstNation.com to download our how-to guides and resources. Remember, permanent profitability is within your reach, and we're here to support you every step of the way. So let's do Profit First right together. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts and videos are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.